a handful of wealthy donors dominate electoral giving and spending in the United States. As billionaires pour unlimited amounts of money into campaigns, effectively drowning out the voices of ordinary Americans, should there be campaign finance limits? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. The influence of wealthy campaign donors has been growing ever since the Supreme Court's infamous Citizens United ruling, which now allows corporations and other outside groups to spend unlimited amounts of money in elections. For more, let's bring in Dan McMillan, an attorney, author, former prosecutor, and the executive director of Save Democracy in America. Dan, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Veronica. So let's start first with what exactly happened with the Supreme Court's infamous Citizens United ruling. Okay, the the Supreme Court, the what the Supreme Court did is it decided in Citizens United that corporations have the same free speech rights as you and I. And this was so devastating for our politics because in an earlier decision that's kind of the parent of Citizens United, Buckley v. Baleo in the 70s, um, the Supreme Court decided that money spent to purchase influence in government by helping candidates, by donating to campaigns or spending on behalf of candidates, that the money itself is free speech protected by the First Amendment. Up to that point, free speech meant what you and I are doing now. We each get to speak our minds and say what we think. It did not include money that you or I or a corporation might spend to drown out everyone else's speech, which is which is what you said in the intro. And you put it very aptly. You know, it does. It didn't include the money that you spend to purchase an audience for your speech uh, by, by buying, you know, expensive media buys by buying TV advertising. And that decision, Buckley, in the 70s, already began to cripple the regulation of money in politics. And it's kind of at that point that money more and more began to undermine government by the people in our country. But Citizens United, and together with a case called Speech Now that was decided by the Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit, those two together made possible the super PAC which is and basically a super PAC is a, is a committee or an organization. It's a basket into which a corporation or a billionaire can donate as much money as they want. I mean, if, if George Soros wants to put a billion dollars into a super PAC or Charles, Charles Koch or IBM or uh, Mark Zuckerberg, and then that super PAC can spend unlimited money to benefit candidates that the donors want to benefit or hurt candidates that the donors want to hurt. And as long as a super PAC isn't too closely tied to a campaign that it's helping, this is completely legal. So now there really is no limit whatsoever to how much uh, interest groups, corporations, wealthy individuals can spend to buy our government, which is basically what they've been doing. So for people who may be new to this idea uh, or just were looking for some more information, how does big money spent to help political campaigns damage the political system? Well, the the uh, 
There's a number of ways. I mean, one that's, that's kind of obvious is just that you can draw a straight line between campaign spending and bad policy outcomes, like our healthcare system. We have this ridiculous excuse for healthcare system. We, we, we cost twice as much as it should. We spend in our country twice as much uh, per person per American for healthcare as they spend per capita in France and Canada and all kinds of other wealthy societies. But we get lousy results. Uh, one American 10 has no insurance. Uh, our life expectancy lags several years behind that in other countries. Half a million American families are driven into bankruptcy every year by medical expenses. Why can't we control medical costs? Because the corporations that feed off this system and make money off the system have Congress in their pocket through campaign donations. Uh, we're the only wealthy society that does not regulate prescription drugs. So you and I spend at least twice as much for medicines as do Germans, Canadians, Australians, all our friends and allies. Why are we the only country that doesn't regulate uh, drug prices? Is it because you and I love the executives of these big pharma companies so much that we want to pad their year-end bonuses? No, it's because they've got Congress in their pockets through donations. Uh, so that's one example. But Veronica, one thing I'd like to say is that almost everyone, although a lot of Americans now understand that money has kind of robbed us of our say in government, which it has, and given all the power to big donors, the damage is even worse than most people imagine. And the reason for this is that the worst damage the money does to us is invisible. The worst damage is all the good ideas um, and potential candidates that we never hear about because these ideas and candidates don't want to track the campaign cash. They need to get a campaign off the ground. Uh, and I want to flesh that out, but but I want to make sure I haven't let you get a word in edgewise. I just want to make sure before I continue that if you don't have a follow up question before I kind of spell out that idea, because I think it's an important idea. Sure. No, I mean, I'm really curious. We definitely hear a lot of small donations. Just for example, uh, former President Donald Trump talks a lot about that. So small donations can have an impact. So, yes, please continue your thought. And, and you're right that small dollar donations can't, do help support these campaigns, but only a handful of candidates with national profile can attract significant small donations. And even those small donations don't really affect policy because there's still only maybe a quarter of the take from a campaign. And that candidate is not going to take a phone call from you or me, anyone who donates $200. They're going to take a phone call from someone who donated 50 or 100,000. But the, the thing to remember is that since Citizens United, the cost of campaigns has skyrocketed so that now it, it costs millions of dollars to win a seat in the House of Representatives. The minimum price of admission to the U.S. Senate is 10 million. Joe Biden's raising confidently expects to raise two billion for his reelection campaign. And I doubt very much that President Trump's going to raise any less. And what it means is, you know, having more money doesn't automatically guarantee you win an election. But that's not the issue. The issue is without a lot of money and, you know, you cannot get a serious campaign off the ground. The media will not take you seriously. 
They'll say you're not viable. They won't talk about you. And the, most of the voters will never even hear your name. And so what, what that means, Veronica, is that by default, that the big donors select the candidates that you and I are allowed to vote for, and they limit what these candidates can do in office. So like any good, like a good idea to make our country better and help us, like regulating prescription drug prices, well, any candidate that starts spouting off about regulating drug prices automatically is not going to get all that juicy money from big pharma, and they throw a lot of money at candidates. So any idea that, that big donors don't like, uh, any candidate that they dislike or who just doesn't float their boat that they're not excited about, doesn't get their money. And those candidates and those ideas die off out of sight and out of mind. And it's now gotten to the point where almost every, I guess here's a way of putting it, is that as the, the cost of camp, as the hunger for campaign cash has grown more and more intense, and it has, because the last three election cycles each shattered previous fundraising records, the pool of possible candidates that we can vote for goes smaller and smaller and smaller. And the range of ideas that we can talk about for, mm. you know, mastering our challenges goes narrower and narrower and narrower until now we can hardly, we can't move. The people in Washington wow. are now hogtied. Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, fascinating conversation. We appreciate your thoughts. More Ticker News right after this. 